Hi, Emerald listeners, and welcome to How It's Reported, the podcast where we dive into how news stories are written. I'm your host, Jamie Deep, and joining me today is Caleb Barber. Caleb, hi. How are you doing? Hi. I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing well as well. Thanks for having me. Of course. It's a pleasure to have you on the show for the first time. And listeners, for the first time, for me at least, we are recording in person, which is pretty bananas. But yeah, before we really get into the nitty gritty of things, Caleb, why don't you introduce yourself? What year you are, what your major is, your pronouns, if you're comfortable sharing it, anything else you feel is important for us to know about you. Yeah. Uh, my name's Caleb Barber. I use he, him pronouns. I'm a senior, or I guess a super senior, at the School of Journalism and Communication. I am a senior reporter at the Daily Emerald, and I'm also writing for Ethos Magazine, which is a quarterly magazine also put out by the Emerald Media Group. But yeah. Awesome. Let's yeah, let's talk about the story. So, listeners, if you haven't read it yet, uh, it is linked in the description below. But it is student section chance garner community reaction condemnation. So, Caleb, could you kind of like talk like walk us through the story very briefly, kind of summarize it, like the big points? Sure. Um, so this was kind of a big story topic. Um, it got a lot of coverage, and basically what happened was at a home game, like a University of Oregon home game, BYU, BYU was playing, and a couple students in the student section started a chant. Uh, I'm not allowed. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to like curse on this You're podcast. Yeah. They basically they were they uh, chanted the phrase "fuck the Mormons" uh, against Brigham, like as the two teams were playing, um, and a lot of people, both in the stands and then like also nationally, after the a video was released of. Like the after footage was released of these people saying this, um, a lot of people like started like condemning students for what they were saying, and yeah, there was a lot of backlash. When I first heard about the story, I had no idea that I was going to be reporting it. I just kind of heard, you know, I saw it on Twitter that like this happened. And I was like, oh wow, um, that that's kind of crazy. I wonder who's going to cover that. And then um, Alexis Weisen, my editor. Uh, reached out over our Slack and said, oh, it'd be really cool if one of us reported this. And like a day went by, like a day and a half went by and like nobody was like jumping on it. And I was like, well, somebody has to do it. I, I guess I'll I'll like take a crack at it. And so I, that's how I started. Like, that's how I jumped on this story was like, I basically like I thought like somebody needs to do it. <laughs> so like basically when I started reporting on this, uh, I looked at all of the existing coverage that had come out, and there was a lot. Um, the Washington Post covered it, uh, NBC, of course, the Deseret News, like the, like I think, which is the I don't, it's like a it's a news outlet out of uh, out of Utah, like they were all covering this, um, sort of already condemning it, um, and of course, like by the time, like I think by Monday, there were already. Uh, like uh, Peter Phillips had put up put out a statement. Some of the other like involved parties, like the Oregon Pit crew, had put out a statement on Twitter, like basically apologizing uh, for the the UO student section. Yeah, so I I looked at this existing reporting and was like, just thought, what what other textures could we add to this story um, that like you wouldn't really get 
uh, or like these other like more like I guess larger news organizations maybe wouldn't have thought of or maybe didn't have access to. So my my approach was like to talk to students, of course, and to hopefully get involved or get in touch with uh, local members of the LDS Church. But I guess well. That, that didn't really work out, as you could see in the story. I had a really hard time getting in touch with people with the LDS church, um, but I did talk to a student. Yeah, what was the timeline on, on writing the story? Like, how long did you have to, to write it? It was about a week. Um, I, like, picked it up in the middle of the week, and then, like, like on a, I think it was, like, on Tuesday or Wednesday, and then I had, like, about, so I started reaching out to sources, like, middle of the week to the end of the week and then a lot of the sources that I found for this story like one I talked to over that weekend like over the next weekend uh, and then the other source who actually had sent us a uh, I guess what's it called they sent us a letter to the editor uh, sort of complaining about this issue um, and asking us to write about it Uh, we reached out to him and we ended up getting getting a couple statements from him, and he had actually attended the game as well. So, both the student and this uh, professor—he's a professor at Lynn Benton Community College—both of them had attended the game. So, yeah, it took it took about a week. What made this story different from other reporting that's been done on it? Like, you you kind of talked about trying to get a few different perspectives, but is there anything else that like is just like clearly are significantly different from other other stories that have been written about it i mean one thing so i'm still pretty new to this type of beat uh, honestly um i don't follow sports and so it's kind of difficult for me to get involved like to find uh, sources to talk with me about this i think what was different about this story was it was a little challenging especially since i was coming at it after it was like after its freshness had kind of fallen away, like it wasn't very fresh by the time I got to it. Like there had already been reporting done like Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Um, so the, but by the time I started talking to people about it, either they had already developed an opinion about it or uh, they were tired of talking about it or tired of thinking about it. Um, especially people who were are, like, they were gearing up for the next football game. And uh, I don't know if you follow sports news or I don't really follow it very much, but I know enough about it to know that it goes really quickly. And so it's kind of difficult to, like, I guess, ask people, like, hey, do you remember that news story that came out, like, last weekend? Do you want to keep talking about it? <laughs> like, that that was challenging personally to me. Um, but as for, like, what made this different, I guess, like, for me, uh, I kind of I felt a lot of resistance um, that I'm not like that I wasn't really used to. I've done reporting on like humanitarian services, and I haven't done a whole lot of reporting on like student services necessarily. A lot of my reporting has focused on city government or like local communities um, in Eugene or Lane, like just Lane County in general. Um, so that was sort of I I realized like when I was reaching out, like I reached out to Chris Winter the like interim vice president for the division of student life at the University of Oregon. I basically just got another statement 
I reached out to, like I said, the pit crew, and I just uh, I didn't really get a I didn't get a response from them. So that was kind of more of a wake up call for me than it was, I think, than like just the report. Like <laughs> I feel like I I personally as a journalist learned more from this assignment than like actually than the assignment ended up like. I, I think I could have done a better job on it, honestly. How so? How could? How do you feel you could have done better on this story? Um, I think I could have been more, like, proact. Not pro- well, yeah, proactive for one, but also more persistent in like tr- uh, tracking down leads. I reached out to like a few students, like uh, four students, and I got like one call back and interviewed them. I tried to talk to a few people with the LDS Church, like I had mentioned. But everybody that I emailed would like either didn't respond or uh, like when I called them, they said they they didn't have a comment. I think something that I could have done a little better was actually go to where the like, I don't know, go find somebody on the street who is a member of the LDS church, because that was a perspective that I feel like was really left out of this was uh, somebody who uh, was a part of the faith um, who had like witness this and I wanted to kind of gauge with them what like how it made them feel and just more generally like whether this type of like public behavior is something they see often or whether this is something that we should be more aware of as like a like as a like city or as like a student community um, and be more conscious about trying to fix like that was something I feel like I fell a little short on of course like the news cycle's quick, so I was immediately going and doing the next thing right after this, but I couldn't help but think about that, like, after I published this story, was like, dang, uh, it would be nice if I could revisit this um, and spend a little bit more time talking about this subject um, with people. You know, you, you got to get it out, and I got to give big props also to my to the news desk and the copy editing team for, because this originally wasn't supposed to be a cover story. This was like, uh, I was just doing an update, and uh, we learned kind of last minute that this was going to be like a cover story, and they kind of they really helped fill in a lot of the empty space. Um, so big props to them, especially, especially Alexis Weisend. I kind of wanted to take a step back from the story specifically and then talk with you a little bit more about your experience as a student journalist. So how long have you been a reporter with, with the Emerald? Uh, since this summer. So I guess, yeah, the summer of 2022. Oh, wow. Okay. So this is pretty recent then, right? Pretty recent here. Yeah. Um, yeah. What was, what's your experience been like as a, as a reporter for the Emerald? Uh, it's been pretty exciting. My reporting experience is kind of like all over the place. Uh, cause before I was working at the Emerald, I was writing for Ethos Magazine. Um, and then before then I was like, writing for my like community college newspaper that's where I like first started doing journalism and that's that's where I kind of learned because I was an English major before then that's where I learned like oh journalism is like a possibility like there's a like potential to get paid doing this work it's kind of cool um but as as for this summer I had been writing for ethos and that's that was fun and and like rewarding and like challenging but it was also like it's a longer term like you spend all term writing one story and something that i really uh had enjoyed about like starting journalism especially at Lynn Benton Community College was 
the short time frame and needing to put something out really quickly it was like kind of a motivator for me because uh if i if i give myself too much time the story tends to wilt and decay and uh being on that short schedule like requires me to like be proactive and like go and chase down sources and cold call um and those are the skills that i wanted to improve on with uh, my journalism so starting this summer I had there were a couple stories that I did that uh, really stuck with me that were like exciting and challenging to work on. Like um, I did a story on the Cedar Creek fire, and like I got notified that day, like it was a Saturday, that because that's it was a, I can't remember what Saturday it was. It was Saturday like in mid September, but I remember I was like working on another story like in Perugino, like the little coffee shop in downtown. And you could see outside, it's just, like, hazy, and it smelled like smoke. And it was just, like, at the time, I wasn't thinking about, like, doing a story about it. But Alexis, like, sent me a message, like, uh, or sent a message to the Slack, like, hey, does anybody want to jump on this? Like, this is, like, kind of a big deal. And I was like, shoot, I could do that. And I, like, drove, I said yes. And, like, a couple hours later, I was, like, driving out to uh, to Oak Ridge and, like, taking photos and, like, talking to people, like, talking to PIOs. And that was, like, really exciting. Like, that was the part about, like, that was the element of journalism that I, like, really wanted to, uh, like, throw myself into. So, yeah, that was, like, that was pretty fun. It was fun and engaging and rewarding. And those are the kind of stories that I'm trying to do more frequently. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's great. One of the, like, opportunities of the MRO is that you do, it it is so fast-paced and you do get to just, like, crank out one story after the next. Right. Yeah. Um, besides Cedar Creek and this last story, like, what's been the most? That's a good question because, like, I haven't been on here for very long. So most of the stories I've done have been, I don't know, like every time I complete a story, I always, like, look back at it and try to think what I could have done better. Um, I think one that was, like, really rewarding for me just for the process of reporting on it was um, – uh, I reported on a vigil that honored the life of an unhoused woman who had been killed on Highway 99 by a reckless driver. Because um, I, you know, I went to the vigil myself, and being there in person, you hear a lot about, like, you just even just standing there and listening to members of the community and like her her family. Um, it's like an honor to be in that space and to be involved, even. And to share her story and to share, uh, and this is uh, Amber Mark, by the way, um, to share Amber's story and to share about the sort of endemic problems with being unhoused on the street uh, and the dangers associated with it. That Those were, I think that story was like really rewarding for me just because of the involvement, um, like just being out there. Yeah. That's I think that's something I take away from each story is like I really love stories where I can actually just go and immerse myself in the community that's like already there and just open my ears and start listening actively. That's like I think that's what I'm most like most eager to keep doing, um, especially with like city government reporting, because you'll hear from people directly what issues they care about and they will basically tell you what you're going to be writing about which is 
pretty exciting. I guess just to clarify, like, is your beat like city government for for this year, or like, are you more of like general assignment? Or I'm I'm pushing towards city government. I've been general assignment since I've been hired. Okay. Um, but the next couple stories that are coming out that I'm writing are uh, are all city government related. I guess if we if we talk about like city government and and all of these stories that you you've been doing, like why why is this news important? You know, like why do you feel like readers or yeah I guess in this case like listeners like why do you feel it's important for us to engage with these type of stories I think especially for like city government or even ASUO uh, these are government bodies that are supposed to represent us and the communication between them and the constituency needs to be like a two-way street can't be a one-way street Um, and that's kind of our job as journalists as I see it is to kind of facilitate that like two-way communication where the public is hearing about what is going on behind the curtain, like not behind the curtain, so to speak, but the public has like a well-articulated sort of guide for what they can expect from their representatives. And then they can also see and they can also communicate with us and like share what they think about that or what maybe we're missing uh, or what the governmental body is missing. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's kind of like a high mind, high-minded way of thinking about it because uh, I'm currently taking reporting too with Mark Furman, and much of that class is structured around city, like city government and developing a beat uh, and sort of developing relationships with uh, representatives and the people who run the city government. And uh, he's sort of been emphasizing that you really just have to immerse yourself and understand what's going on. It's like that old saying, you can't treat or you can't like teach something unless you know it like extremely well. That process of like just immersing yourself and like learning as much as you can and then like sharing with people like a sort of uh, like a condensed like version of that seems like I don't know. That's that's what I'm aiming for, at least. That's what I want to make out of the city government beat or whatever reporting I do for the city government. Yeah, especially since I guess it's not really something that's covered as much like by the Emerald in general. Because like even though we're we're all students like in Eugene, like I personally don't feel like I know too much about Eugene city government myself. So this this feels like it's really important reporting because we live here, you know. I think a lot of students don't really think about that. Um, I know it took me a while too to be like to even like know who our represent like who each council member was uh, and what what their role even is. <laughs> so same. I think a lot of that also applies to like ASUO. Like, a lot of students don't really even know what they do or what, like, where their money, like, their tuition money is going to. Um, And same thing, yeah, same thing applies to city government is, like, we pay taxes. And if you pay rent, like, the property that you're paying rent to, I mean, they, they pay property taxes. So, like, understanding how those, like, sort of, I don't know, I, I still don't know very much either. So it's, like, I think we're all kind of in it together kind of uh, trying to understand better where we live and the ins and outs of that. So I guess you, you, you've kind of talked about this already, how you're working on a few like city government articles coming up, but what's next for you? 
looking beyond the emerald and looking beyond like your time as a student like when when you've graduated because you said you were you were a senior this year right like what's what's next like what's your what's your hope i really want to keep pursuing uh government reporting i think that's something that uh i don't i won't say i have a knack for but it's something that i have like a pretty powerful interest in uh and i'd read a lot about it and it's something that i think there's a when i think there's like a market for it and uh Personally, I want to get paid to do journalism, and I think it would be a, a good way for me to enter the workforce. But yeah, I think after, well, after graduating, I really would like to uh, get hired on as a city government reporter, not necessarily here or in Oregon necessarily, though that would be fun, especially like kind of like a goal I guess I've had is uh, reporting on Portland city government because I don't know if you keep up with it at all, but it is kind of a, like, it's a very unique city, um, and it has a very unique city government, uh, and a lot of things, I mean, current, like, elections that are coming up are going to be very interesting. Um, that's a whole other podcast, I think, though, <laughs> but personally, going back to your question, I think, yeah, um, city government politics, uh, holding city governments accountable for the way that they spend our money, that's something that I'm really like passionate about and interested in doing with my future. Is there anything else um, that we haven't touched on that you feel is important for listeners to know? It feels great when you read, <laughs> when you read our stories and when you listen. <laughs> it really does. Yeah, it's 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 yeah. I agree with you. It's the best feeling. Well. Caleb, thank you so much for joining us. Um, and Emerald listeners, thank you for tuning in to listen. This has been How It's Reported. Take care. Have a good one. <laughs>